Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are live here from Studio A at the DNVR bar where this place was popping last mm. night. And just once again, just giving me thoughts. What's it going to look like the first time that Russell Wilson scrambles out of the pocket on third and 12? He's looking right. He's looking right. Oh, he looks back left. Here comes Cortland Sutton over the middle. Boom. Hits him. Cortland breaks a tackle. 60-yard touchdown. Touchdown. <laughs> this place is going to be going crazy. Why, Ryan, we have glass up here in the studio. I'm afraid it might shatter. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty good um, because you've got Adam and Vote banging on that That's glass true. all That's the time. Very true. You, you're up. saying I can't bang as, loud, as hard as they can? Pause. Maybe I'll body slam it. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Hey, you could probably throw yourself into that and it would still hold up just fine. Uh, anyways, I want to tell you guys that we are presented by MSU Denver. MSU Denver online msudenver.edu slash online where you can go out and check all they have to offer. Uh, they have lots to offer, 450 total classes, 75 plus online and hybrid programs, something for everyone over there. And if you're looking to work a full-time job while getting an education, there's no better place to do it than MSU Denver because MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. Sorry, I just hit my mic there. Um, <laughs> Let's I'm go, like, Ryan. Hey, George I Payton is heating up. Yeah, I'm excited, man. This is exciting stuff here. Um, and George Payton looks like he's making all the moves that he wants to make. I love the DJ Jones signing. That feels like a classic Payton move, yep, right? Yep, yep. It's like getting this guy that maybe doesn't have quite as much fanfare, and then the more you dive in, the more you realize just how good this guy is. And one of the reasons why I love him, Ryan, is he was part of a stacked defensive front there in San Francisco. I mean, they had I think four number four first over or four first round picks on that defensive line. 
outside of DJ Jones at one time in the past couple of seasons, yet DJ Jones wasn't taken off the field because he was such a key part of that defense. And you know what he did? He made everyone around him look better. DJ Jones has been overlooked his entire career outside of San Francisco. And now the Broncos say, we're not overlooking you. We're bringing you here, big fella. And he's a guy that can truly play two different roles with the Broncos because he's such a good run stuffer. He can be in the middle, but then also he can be at the edge if you want him to. So Mike Purcell, the Broncos hope that he's going to be healthy and can stay healthy. Haven't been able to count on that. If they need him to play that that middle role, even though he's only 305 pounds, he can do that. But man, if he's your second run stuffer, that is just going to open up guys like Josie Jewell mm, to go. make some big tackles. Yeah, and, and real quick on DJ Jones, um, I love that versatility. I love the run stuffing ability because uh, it sounds like, again, they're going to want to play a lot of dime. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to do that, let's say you want to play dime on second and seven. Well, you better have someone in there who can stop the run. Yep. Um, because you can't be, you can't afford to, you know, give up six or even seven or five uh, on that second and seven. You got to make sure you can stuff it. Um, so there you go. You, you like that. It, like I said, it feels like a classic Peyton move to yep. go get someone who you go, huh, okay, I've heard that name. And then you dive in and you're like, oh, wow, you know, second best run stuffing grade in the NFL last year per PFF. So nice move there. Then you move on to Randy Gregory, mm. by far the most controversial yep, move yep. made and, so far. And Ryan, you, you say that DJ Jones was the Peyton, classic Peyton signing. I'd say the way they went about getting Randy Gregory was the classic Peyton way of the doing around. it. And uh, look, George Peyton, we've said it. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to be in every conversation, but he's not going to just throw money around where, where he doesn't think it should be thrown around. And look... He was okay losing Randy Gregory. And isn't that, outside of a quarterback position, shouldn't that kind of be how you approach it, where there is a ceiling that you're willing to not go over for a certain player? Uh, like a Von Miller. Maybe Von Miller wants $27 million a year, and, and George Payton said, okay, we love you. Or Chandler Jones, but we're not giving that to you, and I don't think those guys are going to make that much. But at a certain point, you do have to draw a line in the sand on players outside of the quarterback position, and he did that with Randy Gregory because Randy Gregory last night agreed to a deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Word breaks this morning that a deal was done and George Payton just said, okay, we're not gonna pay we're not going to pay over that price. We'll match the Cowboys, but we're not gonna pay over. So he was okay losing them for that price. And then the Cowboys tried to pull, do do a little tricky thing. Tried to pull the rug with out them. from under Exactly. Him. They tried to say, okay, we're going to put more clauses in here uh, that we originally didn't agree on. And I love that Randy Gregory just said, flipped him the bird, said, no way, we're out of here. And then immediately signs with the Broncos. You don't get to do that after the contract has already been agreed upon. What's an agreement if it's right. just going to be changed? If it's going to be changed. Um, huge miss there by the Cowboys, uh, and their loss could be the Broncos' gain. Now, you said yeah. this was the classic George Payton runaround. I say DJ Jones, classic George Payton signing. Randy Gregory, and I don't mean this in as negative as it might be taken, classic Elway signing. Um, this is a high upside, yep. high risk move that if you hit on it, you're going to look like a genius, and if you miss on it, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna sting. Now, 
everyone gets you know caught up in the language seeing five years 70 million this is not a five-year deal nope unless the broncos want it to be a five-year deal yeah it's essentially a two-year deal worth 28 million uh in guarantees and the broncos will be able to get out from it anytime they want after that pretty much yep um but that being said 14 million dollars for a pass rusher who's never had more than six sacks in his career is scary yeah it's scary and i understand fans kind of being weary of this um i don't know if i believe the reporting out there that this was the Broncos' number one pass rusher on the board. It just doesn't make sense to me uh, with the production that Chandler Jones has put up in his career. Here's what I can say from what I heard is he and Chandler Jones were their top two. From what I heard, Chandler Jones seemed to be their one and Randy Gregory their two, but I will say Randy Gregory was higher on their list than Von Miller and Hassan Redick, and I don't think Redick is a big surprise, but Von Miller... The Broncos, as of this morning, had not made a call on him, yet they were in talks with Gregory yesterday. Yeah, I mentioned this you know, on our quick little breakdown after the Randy Gregory signing. The Broncos didn't want Von Miller. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it, 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 <gasps> like, I know some people that's going to drive them crazy, and I get it. Von Miller is a Broncos legend. He's v- very possibly, if not definitely, on the Mount Rushmore of all-time Denver Broncos. Yeah. So wanting him back, I don't blame anyone for and being bummed that the Broncos didn't want him back I don't blame anyone for but that being said for whatever reason and I'm not going to try and pin anything on anyone here for whatever reason the Broncos did not want to bring Von Miller back they they I think they would have entertained the idea had plan A and plan B fallen through but it, it was not a priority for them at all. Tell me if I'm crazy for this, Ryan, but among those top four edge rushers that were available in free agency this year, can I make the case that Randy Gregory has the highest ceiling? Because I tried to in my head earlier, and then I thought, I can't get over six sacks. But here's how I'm going to make that argument. Five years. He's 29 years old. Von Miller, 33. You have Chandler Jones, 32. Those guys... I think next year and the, the year after, it's pretty hard to make a case that Randy Gregory has a higher ceiling between those two guys for the next couple of years. But if the Broncos want to use those five years that they have with Randy Gregory, I think you can make an, that, that That's where you build the case of your argument there. And remember, the Broncos aren't meant to just win now. They're meant to win now and in the future. And I think this contract is actually a really good one. Von Miller and Chandler Jones are likely going to get way more than this $14 million. Hassan Reddick, didn't he get $16 million yesterday? So Randy Gregory is going to come in at this, the cheapest one of those, probably yep. going to have the, the least amount of guaranteed money as well. So the Broncos really get in on this with a good deal. You're going to see Vaughn and Chandler Jones make $17, $18, all the way up to $20 million. So Broncos save significant money there. And Ryan, let's say Randy Gregory starts living up to his potential and gets double-digit sacks. In three years, when they still have him under contract for three more years, $14 million for an edge rusher is going to be an absolute bargain. I mean, at that point, we're probably going to be talking about how a sack is worth $2 million uh, a sack instead of just one right now. This kind of The reaction to the dollar figure on this kind of reminds me of like when people found out that Case Keenum was going to make $18 million a year, and they were like, that's insane. And it's right. like, he's like the 21st highest paid quarterback. Right. Yep. And like if you go around and look at edge rushers, I'd be curious to see where Randy Gregory falls at $14 million a year. It is not a crazy number. It does not add up with what we say about sacks and millions. 
not even close. It doesn't. The value is uh, not there right now. <clears throat> no, it is not. But like you said, if he comes out and he is productive and he's able to take advantage of the fact that this team is going to be in a lot of leads and he's going to be able to rush the passer and he's going to be able to hopefully team up with Bradley Chubb to get after the passer, then this thing could be a really great deal if he produces. We know he gets pressure. Uh, if he can get sacks, then this will look like a great deal. But it's not a crazy dollar figure for an edge rusher in 2022. No, and, and you said he gets pressure. So the most sacks he's ever had, and if you want to look at this in a negative light, you'll say the most sacks he's ever had is six in a season. He's done that twice. One of them was last year. Uh, and he's only had 16 and a half sacks in his entire career. Ryan, he was drafted in 2015. But if you look at the numbers, according to PFF, he had the 11th best pressure rate among all edge rushers, 93 of them last year. So he's a guy that gets pressures. Now he just needs to turn those into sacks. And that's why he's getting paid this amount is to get those sacks, is to get those game-changing plays. But Ryan, he has six for, or eight forced fumbles in the past three years. That's among the best in the league. So while he doesn't have the impactful plays that sacks are, he is getting after the quarterback. And then he's having arguably an even more impactful play in terms of forcing fumbles. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a it's a gamble. They're gambling a little bit here, um, and it's fine. You're allowed to take gambles. Um, you just have to get you have to win more than you lose, right? We we know this uh, as we spend lots of time over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You just have <laughs> yeah. to win more gambles than you lose yep. if you're going to be a gambler. And uh, Ryan, I have that number for you really quick. Where do you think fourteen million dollars per year for edge rushers is in the NFL? I have no I have no idea. It's a good number. 22. Yeah. He's tied as the 22nd. And that's when he signs the contract. Usually you see this in year three and four where they they really Slide creep down. down. Yeah. He's going to be in three years when the Broncos can cut him or keep him for a reasonable price. He's going to be in the 40s, 50s. And now if his production's there and the Broncos want to keep him, he may say, all right, time to pay up. I've earned this. And that may happen. But the fact that he's the 22nd highest paid edge rusher, you'll take that. Yeah. I mean, again. It's, it's a little bit of a risk. Um, it's a guy who you know has talent and upside yep. for days. Yep. And it's someone who, again, when we say in Peyton we trust, we have, to st we have to stand by that. Everything he's done to this point has given you no reason to not believe in the moves that he makes. Right, exactly. And so give him the benefit of the doubt, and we'll see what happens. Yep, exactly. And and so far, he's earned all of that, Ryan. And so right now, what the Broncos have done, it seems like they've made two big splashes by spending $10 million on a defensive lineman. That's one more million a year than they spent on Shelby Harris last year. Spending $14 million on Randy Gregory. It's, what, $4 million less than they spent on Von Miller last year. So they are throwing money around, but it's not like they're getting crazy with the money they're throwing around. They're, they're, they're going to be able to have money in future years to spend. And they also spent $5.5 million on Josie Jewell. Ryan, we saw it last year. We talked about it. Josie Jewell is a guy who was off to a fantastic start to last season, although it was short because he tore his pec. We weren't sure if he was a, a Vic Fangio guy or a Denver Broncos guy it's clear he was both because five and a half million dollars for a guy coming off a torn peck and it's two years 11 million dollars six million dollars guaranteed I see a lot of people saying okay the Broncos need to make another move at linebacker why not not another big move mm -hmm. they have Jonas Griffith as a backup he Baron, was nice wasn't Baron Browning 
good enough to be the starter? He was awesome. I mean, I don't know why people are overlooking him. He's your starter. He was a third-round pick last year that turned in to be an absolute stud. And Josie Jewell, you're not paying him $6 million this year to be a backup. No, he's your starter. Now, maybe what you do is you go in the draft and in the third round again, you get another inside linebacker to develop to maybe take Josie's place next year or the year after when his contract is done. But you have your starting inside linebackers, Baron Browning and Josie Jewell. Yeah, and you don't feel terrible about that. Uh, I mean, you don't even feel bad about that. I feel pretty good about it. Is that the weak spot of this defense? I think it has the lowest upside okay. of this defense, but it doesn't. It's not weak. You know what I mean? Right. Like Josie Jewell is so dependable, mm-hmm. um, and he's really strong when he's out there, and he he very rarely like misses a run fill. Which, yep. by the way, that is something that I never valued that much in the NFL mm-hmm. until that Browns game last year. Oh my! And gosh. now I have to like look at players and say like, uh, how do they fill the run? Right. Because yeah. if they're right. missing the gap constantly it's really tough to put them on the field that's something you normally talk about in college and it popped up a lot for the broncos last year of just straight up missing the fill um so missing the fill is in philip Lindsay. no oh, okay um just not being in the right gap in the run game it, it almost never happens to josie right. um and then baron is the you know he's the wild card there um showed a ton of upside last year made some really good plays showed that he was absolutely worthy of that third round pick and was part of a class that won George Payton an award uh, Mm -hmm. for having the best draft class. Ryan, George Payton's thinking along your lines. He's saying, man, it's not sexy, but how do I fit the run in free agency? Let me go get a run stuffer in DJ Jones, and let me go get a guy who can attack the runner once we get the run stuffer in front of him. That's exactly what they're doing right there. And, man, the Broncos' defense last year, by so many metrics, was really good except when they had to have stops. They had to get teams off the field because they would just run the ball. And that's something the Broncos could not stop without Mike Purcell. Uh, Now they upgrade that big time with DJ Jones, with Josie Jewell back. Those are your guys. And I think you could definitely make the argument that the inside linebackers are the weakest position on the Broncos in terms of their starters. But Ryan, I think that's a good thing because I think Josie Jewell is a damn solid player in the NFL. I think he's a, a good player in the NFL. Uh, and I think Baron Browning has a lot of upside and I really liked what I saw from him. So I think this defense may not be getting uh, as knocked down this offseason as we believed it was going to be. And here's the other thing that you're going to see from guys like Josie Jewell, Jonas Griffith, uh, Baron Browning. You can go on down the list. Draymond Jones, Caden Stearns. A lot of these players are going to look so much better on a good football team. <laughs> right. Yep. It's really hard to look good on a bad football team. Mm-hmm. And that's something that the Broncos have been for many years now. Yep. All of a sudden, your team is good. And even from a defensive perspective, you know, obviously everyone on offense looks worlds better with Russell Wilson. Yep. On defense, when you put other teams in positions where they have to take risks where they have to throw the ball more than they want to, where they have to drop back more than they want to, everyone looks better. The pass rushers look better. The run stuffers look better because it's predictable when teams are going to run and when they're going to pass. Everyone uh, is going to look better. So we just scratched the surface with Baron Browning and Jonas Griffiths last year. We saw Josie looking really good when the Broncos got off to that hot start. Look for 
Every player on the team, I'm not even kidding, every player on the team will look better next year than they did this year. Including Russell Wilson, which is awesome to say after he had 26 touchdowns or 25 touchdowns, six interceptions last season, because he is finally going to be in a system that is about him. I mean, shocker that you would put a system around your quarterback and let him throw when he wants to throw, and it's a pass-first offense. So it's just it's extremely exciting to think what's being built here. It really is, uh, and and I guess the next question would be, what's next? Uh, but first, I want to remind you guys to come down to the DNVR bar, come hang out as Nuggets. March Madness, we will be open at 10 a.m. Let's go! For March Madness on Thursday and Friday and into the weekend. So come hang out, watch uh, your March Madness here. Um, best two days in sports, in my opinion. Um, it's the only, really the only event that you can watch sports uninterrupted for a whole day. Mm-hmm. And I truly mean uninterrupted. No, like no breaks. Yep. One game to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. It's the best thing ever. Um, so it's a little bit difficult to watch every game from your house. You can watch every game here at the bar. You can starting at ten fifteen when CSU tips off. You're not pulling for the big blue, are you? No, I'm pulling for the Rams. Say with me. Uh, Let's go Rams. I'll never say that <laughs> sentence, but I I do want them to win. Um, especially Team DNVR athlete David mm. Roddy. Yes, absolutely. And you can get in on all of the action with the tournament over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're giving you a chance to get $200 in free bets. If you bet $5 on any team to win a game and they win, you get $200 in free bets. And like you said, Ryan, there's no better time to get in because right now, let's say you win $5 or you, you win $200 in free bets on CSU tomorrow then you can use that $200 in free bets right away for the rest of the crazy weekend. No better time if you're not already rolling with DraftKings Sportsbook to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this $5 to $200 in free bets offer. That's code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Uh, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, if you're going to watch from home and not at the bar, maybe watch via Ivaca TV. This is an awesome new service uh, that's out here in Colorado now. It's a totally new paradigm for TV delivery that is less expensive, more efficient, and offers a superior picture than the legacy providers. And maybe most importantly, Zach, they have altitude. Mm, uh, something thankfully. that their competitors, several of them, cannot say. Um, so if you're looking for a way to get altitude affordably, uh, you got to check out our friends over at Avaca TV. Uh, it's 25 bucks a month plus the receiver, which is five bucks a month. So for 30 bucks a month, you can get your nuggets and your avalanche back on your television, which is awesome. Um, so go to Avaca TV slash DNVR to check it out and get signed up. Man, what great ways to, to watch basketball the next few days. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, Watching I, the Nuggets is fantastic right now. Getting to see the true MVP. See, I got my Bones shirt uh, on today. That's amazing. Oh, last night. Unreal. Um, all right. So I, so I tossed a question to you. What's next? Where do the Broncos go from here? I think George Payton's made all of his splashes. So I think the big moves. That was really just like one one and a half splash maybe just one splash you got three starters one splash splash one uh, little splash one like uh me cannonball 
one you cannonball, and then you know just uh, swimming a couple laps with Josie Jewell. All right, fair. And uh, that's what that's what the Broncos did. But you know what, Ryan? The big splash uh, was you know where where you do a cannonball and it clears the pool out. That was last week. That right. that was Russell Wilson. And I feel like fans have to take into account not just that the Broncos potentially made the best. The, the biggest or the biggest game-changing move of any team in the NFL just one week ago yep. wasn't a free agency move, but it was a massive move that costs them money. Yep. And then, don't forget, they signed Cortland Sutton and Tim yep. Patrick up. They brought yep. those guys back, and they saved a bunch of money by doing it when they did it. They don't get the big free agency credit. Hey, you know, look at us. We're making big splashes like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because they did it the right way. Yep. They signed up their guys before they hit the market. They got them at a discount. So that's one thing that I just think those three moves specifically, you know, forget Andrew Beck or any of that stuff. <laughs> Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Russell Wilson. Yep. If you take those guys yep. and put them into a free agency class, well, you're saying well, we got the best free agency class in the league. And so let's talk about those guys. Obviously, if Russell Wilson hit the open market, Ryan, he's getting $50 million, just like Aaron Rodgers officially agreed to. So no drama there. But I do have to say, how the hell was that not about money? Come on, Aaron. You can't say it wasn't about money. Then go get $50 million and also absolutely hose your team after you leave them. I mean, what a situation he gets to go to. Yeah, pretty weird. Uh, it almost feels like he made a decision that was like, I actually don't really care about winning anymore. I just want to get the bag and retire. Yep, yep, exactly. So if Russ hits the open market, obviously he's getting $50 million. It's going to be crazy. But what if Cortland Sutton had hit the market this year? We know the Broncos signed him to a $15 million per year deal just a couple of months ago. How much would he have got? Because we saw Christian Kirk get up to $21 million on the open market. Would Cortland Sutton have been a $20 million guy on the open market? I mean, everything about him is better than Christian Kirk, except for the fact that he's dealt with an injury. Right. A big injury. Yep. Um, so that that would be the one thing that I would say maybe that knocks him down a peg. But, like, we're talking about a guy who is a pro bowler and a thousand-yard receiver. Two things that Christian Kirk cannot say. Yeah. Um, so, Yes. I mean, it's if it's not 20, it's 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Broncos save, get about 25% discount yep. on Cortland Sutton by locking him up before. I'm kind of surprised DJ Chark um, going to the Lions one year, $10 million. Also, yeah. also I'm kind of surprised at just what the Jaguars are doing in general. Um, you know, I thought DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault and then adding one more piece like a Christian Kirk right. would have been a cool, like a nice group to have there. Sounds like they're putting. Obviously, they let DJ Chark go. Um, sounds like they're putting Lavisca on the trading block, and then they bring in Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and one more guy. What are they doing to Lavisca? What Evan, Evan Ingram, Ingram? But I think yes. they even signed another wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. It's, they did get Zay Jones. And well, do you feel bad for Lavisca? Are you happy that he's getting out? Well, I hope he gets out. Yeah. Um. You, you know, when we were doing the draft show and he went to Jacksonville, I was like, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Now he's going yeah. where careers go to die. Yeah. Um. But I mean, get him out of there to a team like, you know, that maybe not the Niners because the Niners have their guy in Debo, a team right. that wants to a player like what the Niners have in Debo, allow him to come out of the backfield, allow him to 
do you know the wildcat stuff obviously get him the ball in space and just let him work and break tackles someone hopefully hopefully he does get out and someone knows how to use him yeah i totally agree so Cortland sutton they saved about 25 percent tim patrick how much would he have got because he got 10 mil from the broncos i don't necessarily know if they saved money there okay um i think they just made sure he stayed around okay and i i can't describe it maybe 12 million 13 million dollars on the open market so saved a little bit uh so the broncos not only got russell wilson Cortland sutton tim patrick dj jones and randy gregory but they did it where they weren't breaking the bank again they could have signed chandler jones or von miller for 20 million dollars but instead they go the i don't really want to say value route but they go the more team building route instead of star building route yeah and we'll see how, how that pays off for them. Again, you're right when you say it's not just win now. It's win from now on. And that's like, well, you, you know, hate that, don't you? I do hate <laughs> it. I don't know why it bothers me so much. Um, but you get the 29-year-old uh, rather than the 33-year-old or the 32-year-old. And that does open your window up. Like, you can have Randy Gregory for three years. You expect him to play at the rate you know hopefully an even better rate than he's played but not not decline because of age not to mention his 29 is probably closer to like 26 right with the amount of games he's played now that's a that's a spin thing that you put on there you know like (laughs) the fact that he hasn't played games is not necessarily a positive especially the ones that are tied to injury you talked to pr this morning or what yeah um (laughs) but it is true that his 29 has a lot less tread on the tires uh, than the average 29, especially for a Von Miller or Chandler Jones. He came in in 2015. If he would have played every single game in, from 2015 to last year, he would have played 113 games. That's a normal amount. Instead, he's played 50, and okay. he started 12, and 11 of those were last year. That's scary, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. So he has missed over half the games. He's missed over half the games. He has... Uh, like not he's produced well in the games that he's played what you like but like I said this has John Elway written on it Mm. Uh, uh, you know Bryce Callahan or uh, you know that's the one that's kind of worked out Um, but you look at some of the ones that haven't worked out this is like a this is like saying Voldemort in Hogwarts but Jawan James you know Uh, it's 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 a risk it's a big risk it is, it is a risk. And so let's just look at the last two years for Randy Gregory because he hasn't had uh, any suspensions. He just missed games due to injury the past two years. He's played in an average over a 17-game season of what would end up being 11 games. So the Broncos, in my mind, are foolish to think that he's going to play in all 17 games. They should probably be counting on him for 11 games. And they're paying him $14 million for 11 games. So, Ryan, the production better be off the charts. He better be turning that pressure rate of eleven, the, the 11th best pressure guy in the NFL into sacks, keeping that forced fumble rate up because if he is super productive when he plays, then he'll be worth the contract. But there is a risk, and I honestly think the risk is more with, with missing games with injury than it is with, with the weed issues that, that he had and was suspended for. Um, of course, coming out of the draft, that's why he was a top five, top 10 talent, but dropped to the second round was because of those concerns and then he did get busted a couple of times since the cb cba has been changed in 2020 uh he has not been busted and also he's been clean 
for two years. So what was it? Max Crosby last week got mm-hmm. a massive deal. Five years, $98 million, something like that. He had been clean for two years before signing that huge deal. Randy Gregory, just as good of a feel-good story. He was on the Cowboys Leadership Council last year. He's been clean for two years. Uh, so I'm not concerned about that. However, Ryan, the Broncos do have protections if he were to to, to, to have an issue again uh, and, and relapse because they're only in $28 million guaranteed. Yeah. Um, and I don't expect that to happen. No. Uh, I think this is a guy who realized that, you know, what he could can and can't get away with yep. um, and made and made life changes. Uh, and I respect him for that. Yeah. Um, now the the i'm much more con- actually i'm zero percent concerned about that i'm not either i'm much more concerned about on-field health yep uh and, and we'll see if the bronco and, th- and that's not something that you can count on or predict or anything like that you can only use the past to predict the future when it comes to whether guys get hurt or not his past is not great in that regard so you're Crossing your fingers a little bit there. Yep, but you know what? The last time the Broncos had a number 94 coming from the Cowboys that worked, out. worked out pretty darn well. And, of course, Randy Gregory is is younger than that. But also, Ryan, an interesting thing. We talked about it yesterday. We said, who has a better chance of being DeMarcus Ware to Von Miller uh, for this year to being that to Bradley Chubb? And we said, is it Von Miller? Is it Chandler Jones? Where does Randy Gregory play in this? Is Randy Gregory going to be that figure for Bradley Chubb to Bradley Chubb doesn't need it off the field by any means, but but to help him take that next step in his career like DeMarcus Ware can, or is Bradley Chubb gonna have to do that on his own? Well, um all the reports about the leadership from Randy Gregory are really good. Mm-hmm. So maybe he can come in and lift Bradley Chubb to another level. I don't know what Bradley Chubb needs in that category though. It's not as if he's a knucklehead for lack of a better term. You know, this is a guy who was, uh, I believe a captain in college. Um, he has nothing but great marks, uh, in the community, all that stuff. It's not like he needs to grow up. I don't think he needs to produce. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's a coaching thing that can help unlock him. Um, maybe it's a conditioning thing that can help unlock. I'm, I'm grasping at straws here because I don't know why it hasn't translated for Bradley Chubb other than just, he hasn't been fully healthy. We know that when he was a rookie and he was fully healthy, he dominated. Um, can that happen again? And by the way, said it before, I'll say it again. The Broncos are going to be good at football this year. Let's go, it's baby. It's going to be really good for Bradley Chubb. <laughs> it really should be, but man, you talk about how Randy Gregory is the ultimate swing, John Elway kind of swing or miss type player. That's what the Broncos' pass rush is right now because you take away the pass rush that Shelby Harris provided. Instead, you put that into run support, which the Broncos needed. I'm totally okay with that. And then you take away Von Miller and you put in Randy Gregory. Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory are like the ultimate swinger misses. They could both have, you know, over double-digit sacks like Bradley Chubb has once. I wouldn't be surprised if Randy Gregory is able to do that. They could also both play in seven games. And last year, Bradley Chubb's production in seven games, zero sacks. Now, one thing that will help is your offense is going to be scoring points. Your defense is going to be pinning their ears back. But you're right, Ryan. This is a gamble. Uh, George Payton went up to Blackhawk, and he's rolling the dice for this one. Good for him. Maybe he went just over to DraftKings Sportsbook. That's better. That's better. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of our great partners, how about Sexy Pizza? 
Um, you're gonna be sitting at home. If you're like me, in a perfect world, you would either be here at the bar or sitting at home Thursday through Saturday. Oh, yes. Um, you're going to need some food delivered to your house. Yes, you will. Um, because getting up and leaving the TV is not really an option. So hit up our friends at Sexy Pizza. Get one of their 12, 16, or 18-inch pies. Uh, I recommend anything that has green chilies on it. Um, they also have their philanthropies, which give back to the community. Um, but if you order online... You can get two pizzas for $29.99, two 16-inch pizzas for $29.99 at uh, www.sexy.pizza and use that code uh, SEXY to get that deal done. So check it out. Uh, lots of awesome deals from Sexy Pizza and delicious pizzas. Get them sent straight to your house while you're watching March Madness this weekend. Absolutely, and you're not going to pair it with the Breckenridge Brew, right? Whether you're at the bar, whether you're at home, Ryan, there's no better time to have pizza with beer than this weekend and get it started tomorrow. Go to your liquor store tonight. Get all the Breck brews you need. And you're wondering, okay, where can I pick up some Breckenridge Brew? Go to their website. In the top right-hand corner, there's a Breck beer locator. Click on that. It'll show you not only where you can get Breck beer, but where you can get specific Breck beers whether it's here at the dnbr bar whether it's at a liquor store of course ryan today it is strawberry sky season it is beautiful out tomorrow we're going a little in the avalanche hop i peak or hop ipa season with the colder weather coming in and you can't go wrong with any breckenridge brewery so check them out they are the official beer of dnvr all right anything else questions all right let's get to the questions let's start with the super chats and the first one here is from kenji a uh, big super chat thank you very much kenji i uh, love that peyton is all about empowering his people power rush of healthy chub uh love a healthy chub jones <laughs> and gregory with that secondary behind them oh and we have russell wilson mm. and weapons on weapons excited all love guys hashtag bleeding orange i keep saying this to anyone who will listen zach but it's like Usually the the off season is so much fun for us, and it's not like this off season hasn't been fun. Right, right. But like, there are times when I'm like, man, I just wish the vibes of the off season could last. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, just get me to the season. Like, yeah. how long? How many days until yeah. we get to watch football? Um, because I just think of all these things that we're talking about, and I think of the way that all these players are going to play better, and Jerry Judy is going to be lighting people up out there, and you know, Cortland Sutton's going to be catching forty yard jump balls in the end zone and all this stuff and i'm just like i can't wait any longer to see this like can we just start the season tomorrow yeah yeah and then you know what in a couple of years we're gonna be saying oh we don't really need the season i just can't wait till playoffs rolls right, around because right. you're, you're pretty much guaranteed to be there I, it's really true i can't wait all right next one's from sean uh who says chargers get mac and we get gregory not the biggest fan of this signing uh was mad at peyton and uh was mad at peyton we didn't draft fields he was right, and Peyton we trust. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can question this stuff while giving George Peyton the benefit of the doubt. I feel he's earned the benefit of the doubt. Certainly has. What I'll say about Khalil Mack, more name than sizzle at this point in his career. You know how many sacks Khalil Mack had last year? How many? How many Randy, Randy Gregory have? Six. Six? Yeah. Khalil Mack had six sacks as well. Yep. Uh, and he's same sort of thing. Um, injured a lot over the last couple of years has not been the Khalil Mack that we knew from the AFC West. The last time he had 12 and a half sacks, it was his first year 
in Chicago. That's the first time he had double digit. The last time he had double digit sacks, I should and say. And that's wasn't that the Vic Fangio, Matt Nagy, yep. coach of the year whole yep. thing? Yep. yep, exactly. Now I do think Khalil Mack is going to be, have a have a resurgence there uh, with Los Angeles, but we're not talking, and we've never talked about Khalil Mack being an 18 sack guy. The most he's ever had is 15. Yep, and I mean 15 is a crazy number. But what, four four of those came against the Broncos and Michael yeah. Schofield, his now current teammate. There you go. Um, he's going to look great in practice. <laughs> he That's certainly sure. will. Uh, no, I think Khalil Mack is, is going to be a very solid player for them. Um, but he's no longer the Khalil Mack. Like when you say, they got Khalil Mack yeah. and we got yeah. Randy Gregory, it's like, yep. they got Khalil Mack, we got Randy Gregory. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And in terms of talent, just don't forget that if, if uh, Randy Gregory lives up to his talent and potential, top five, top ten overall pick in the 2015 draft. Yeah. We'll see. All right, next one, uh, also from Sean. Is there cap room for Wagner since Russ wants him? What's going on there, Zach? Really weird <laughs> stuff going on with with uh, with Bobby Wagner. There's reports that the Broncos really want him, that the Broncos are really interested. Then from behind the scenes, a lot of people are saying the Broncos aren't interested. Then there's a report that's saying Russell Wilson really wants him. Then there's reports saying Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner do not like each other. I mean, <laughs> who knows what's going on? The Broncos, as we say, the cap is fake. The Broncos could absolutely make this happen if yes. they wanted. However, if they want to play kind of by the rules of the cap and not manipulate it to hurt themselves in the future, probably not enough room for uh, for Bobby Wagner on a big deal. And I have to imagine with all the interest that Bobby Wagner's getting, he's going to get a big deal. So I wouldn't expect Bobby Wagner to be coming to Denver. But who knows? I mean, there's literally people saying that the Broncos are very interested in him. And there's people saying that the Broncos are not interested in him at all. All right. I'll take my stab at what's going on here. Um, Bobby Wagner's agent is leaking information that Russell Wilson is recruiting Bobby Wagner to Denver, even though that has not happened. Mm, because drives his price up. Drives his yeah. price up, makes it look like he's in demand. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's my guess on what's happening. And he knows this is like, you know, sleuthy little agent stuff. He knows that Russell Wilson isn't going to come out and like deny that report. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, so you can pretty much say, he can say whatever he wants and like, Unless it's disparaging towards Russell, like right. there's no way Russ is quote tweeting Ian Rappaport right. or whoever reported that right. and saying like, "No, I'm not wrong." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he he's he's not. And also, we talked about it in the first segment. The Broncos have their starting inside linebackers. Would Bobby Wagner for a year be an upgrade over Josie Jewell or or uh, Baron Browning? Of course he would. But does that make sense in the long term? If you don't think you're winning a Super Bowl this year, maybe not because he is what 33 years old. So probably not in the, the win now and win in the future plans. Right. Mark comes in. He says, for what it's worth, Russell Wilson is undefeated against Mahomes. Tides are a turning. You know the record? I'm going to guess 1-0. 1-0, baby. <laughs> there we go. But he did out-duel Patrick Mahomes. It's actually quite a game. It was uh, both teams scored in the 30s. Uh, Russell Wilson had three touchdowns, no picks. Patrick Mahomes had three touchdowns. One pick, Russell Wilson had 124 passer rating. Patrick Mahomes had a 104 passer rating. Gosh, I can't believe that, like, we're going to get to be a part of something like that. Yep, and <laughs> a win against the Chiefs. That do, you, be... do you remember what it's like? Uh, yeah, I actually do. We've done it <laughs> many, many times in my life. It's, it's crazy how it <clears throat> went from back and forth between the Chiefs to then just Broncos absolutely crushing the Chiefs, never losing. No. The opposite. 
crazy that it flipped with <laughs> yeah. no middle. Yep. So That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my point stands completely. Bobby Wagner's yep. agent is yep. leaking that info. Yep. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Good for him, man. I hope that all works out for him. You know it's going to. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And last time he represented himself, he got a fat contract. Too. Good. And he didn't have to give any of it away. None. Not even 3%. Um, all right. Well, you want to jump into the comments? Let's do it. I'm pulling them up right now, though. Do you have them up? Uh, here we go. Orange is the new sack. It is with great privilege that I, George Payton, announced the future of this franchise. Russell Wilson. Wilson. Sorry. Any chance Payton pulls an Elway and does <laughs> what he did at Case... Oh, he said Milson. Milson. Uh, uh, did, pulls a Case Keesum at the intro presser. I um, doubt that. No, he's not doing that. But what I would love is if he pulls a John Elway and says, first off... I like to thank George Payton on bringing Russell Wilson to town. I hope he thanks himself. And you know what? He deserves to thank himself, Ryan. Uh, he does. I think he should pat himself <laughs> on the back. And you know what? Today, PFF came out with uh, a little stat that shows just how much teams have improved uh, or, or decreased in this offseason. Denver Broncos blowing every other team out of the water. Number two is the Los Angeles Chargers. The Bron in terms of most improved teams this offseason, the Broncos are over double the Chargers, double the second team. You know who's worst? Who, who's decreased the most? Who? Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I guess quarterbacks mean something. Quarterbacks matter a little bit, and it doesn't sound like they're getting Deshaun. If they got Deshaun, yep. I was going to give them a standing yep. ovation. Yep. I was going to say, yep. man, you guys did it. Yep. Um, you, you got a lot from the Broncos now relatively. Yep. without losing a quarterback exactly that would have been a bow congratulations i would still would have said the broncos did a hundred percent the right thing great job great deal yep but the seahawks would have ended up better off right yep um if, it, if they don't get Deshaun, then they made a terrible move they absolutely didn't it looks like the atlanta falcons are closing in on deshaun watson they have a lot of interest in him and he has a lot of interest in them interesting Coming out of left field. Yeah. Um, my take on this is he would look best in a Saints uniform. Mm, but do you want to go to the Saints when they're all messed up right now? No. No. Yeah, no. you don't. I'm just saying from a pure yeah, aesthetic you, standpoint. Th that's how you are. The, you're you're the, the, the face punch guy. So, of course, you'd be thinking that way. But, I mean, like, Russell Wilson looks best in a Broncos uniform. He does. He does. Can't wait to see it either tomorrow or Thursday, Ryan. All right. Next one coming in from Orange is the new sack. He says, it's with great. Nope, we got oh, that one. We, we got that one. Um, Bronco, or no, we have uh, Hey Duke Ab Abides, Abides? Abides. Abides says, it has been amusing to listen to various pundits talk about the Wilson trade. I especially enjoy the still the third best quarterback in the AFC West take. Even if you agree, it's the difference between the best and the third best quarterback big enough to matter at this point. Also, looking at the jump Aaron Rodgers made under the floor, it is pretty hard to have some real optimism 
optimism about Wilson going into a similar system, or it's hard not to have that optimism. There are a lot of parallels between when Rodgers was in his career then and where Wilson is now. I mean, some people, Zach, went so far as to say Rodgers wasn't elite. There are no certainties in the NFL, but I'm excited to see all of this unfold. This could be a legendary era for the AFC West, and the Broncos will be right in it. Man, huge week for your Aaron Rodgers is overrated take. Yes. He gets to come back in it full, does. Let's full bloom go. now. Forever, too. I don't have to worry about uh, pressing it down. Never turning back. Um, the third best quarterback in the AFC West thing is ridiculous to me. How could someone who's never even made the playoffs be better than someone who's won super, a Super Bowl and been to another one? It's, it's just projecting where you think they're going to go. And people that think Russell Wilson is coming down, I would say that's not the case. I think he's only to continue to get better because he is 33. He has plenty of time to get better. We saw Peyton Manning. Imagine saying Tom Brady was heading down at 33. And, and how crazy you'd be. Say that same thing about Peyton Manning. Yeah. You, you'd be crazy to say. Yes, exactly. And it's Russell it's, Wilson's getting better. Well, and it's not crazy to compare Russell Wilson, future Hall of Famer, Two current Hall of Famers. Yep, it's not at all. It's not at all. And speaking of Hall of Famers, Massive Chubb comes in and says, Buckle up, fellas. So I'm in the process of applying for a very competitive job that requires background checks, security clearances, and the like. After submitting my material two days ago, I woke up this morning <laughs> to an email that said my social media content had been flagged for potentially offensive content. Uh -oh. I checked the report, and I had over <laughs> 537 flags on my Twitter alone for saying, F and shit for the Broncos <laughs> over the past year. What can I say? I don't regret it. Denver bleeping Broncos till I bleep and die. On a different note, does this current state of the Broncos make us hard knocks contenders for this year? Thanks, lads. Well, I got to say, I'm glad that uh, my job doesn't care uh, if I have offensive content because I was offending a lot of Philadelphia 76ers fans last night. That is very true. And you're probably offending some Dallas Cowboys fans today. <clears throat> yep, yep. Um, you're always offending Chargers and Chiefs fans. Yeah, oh, I definitely offended yep. some Chargers fans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sorry, I offended the Chargers fan oh, yesterday. Oh, the Chargers fan, right. Um, I really only did get one person responding to me angrily <laughs> in my attack on the Chargers. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I'm lucky that I, I can offend people freely here. Do you think you have more or less than 536? seven flags i'm trying to get like 537 tweets off today just about Jokic versus mb <laughs> there we go i love it do we think this means that it took him out of the running for the job i hope it didn't i hope it didn't either because what the what i would say to this potential employer is passion matters ah, yes. passion matters yes. and you gotta have people in your company that are passionate yes um and just because you you know throws a couple f bombs around when the Broncos are effing up, doesn't mean that you shouldn't bring them in. And if this is a sales job, what a great way to sell a company. I Just agree. with that pitch right there. And in terms of hard knocks, uh, the Broncos will not be forced to be on hard knocks because they have a first time head coach. So if they don't want to be on hard knocks, they do not have to be. What about this though? George Payton clearly doesn't mind cameras. No, nope. um, he let a camera follow him for the entire coaching search. Uh, and we know Nathaniel Hackett is not afraid of the camera. No. Um, the only one that I would say probably doesn't want this, Russell Wilson. And if he doesn't want it, it's not happening. Yeah, I don't think it's happening because what camera is following George? A Broncos camera. It's a Broncos camera. And the way that building has really gone quiet on things under George Payton has been pretty impressive. 
Fair enough, fair enough. Next one's from Melbourne Bronco. It says, hi, guys. So are the Chargers creeping towards being the favorites to win the AFC West? What a joke. Uh, they went crazy on day one uh, with free agents, and I was the unknown buyer of Brady's last TD ball. I'm heading to the court to sue him. Cheers. Um, no, the, the Chargers aren't the favorites for anything. You're crazy, Ryan. Ever. You're crazy. I you, wouldn't even, you, th this bit of yours is going to get you in trouble, just like Aaron Rodgers almost got me in trouble. Yep, it's going to be a lot like the Eagles super team uh, back in the day. It could be. Um, this, this stuff never works out for the Chargers, just like it never works out for the Padres. I don't know if there's some sort of San Diego or former San Diego curse. So tell me what you think about this. Over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the, win, the leader to win the AFC West, the Chiefs. Rightfully so. Plus 140. So they're not heavy favorite anymore. Second, the Denver Broncos. Rightfully so. Plus 190. Okay. So 50 points apart. Then third, the Chargers. Plus 275. So bigger gap between the Broncos and the Chargers than the Chiefs and the Broncos. Yes, all that is correct. And then Raiders. Man, I mean, I know they're the clear fourth in this division. But on top of that, they never get love from Vegas, which is hilarious because they're, they're the Vegas, Vegas team. Yeah. Plus 1,000. And they're actually, they're a good team. They, I, I think they're they made uh, the winning foot. Yeah, they made the playoffs. <laughs> I think they're, a win, they're, they're the only one of two teams in this division. I think they're a winning play, winning football team this year, and they're plus 1,000. Yeah, um, the Chargers are not the favorites, as we just saw. Uh, they're not. And uh, I, at this point, I don't know what has to happen, what can happen for them to be the favorites before the season starts. Nothing. They can sign all the free agents and throw all the money around. It does not matter. It doesn't. Next one from Dan Burke says, hey, guys, so people are freaking out about the Chargers and their recent acquisitions. I mean, Ryan right here is freaking out about them. I'm so I wanted to hear it. what y'all thought about that. How much stock do you put into outside free agents affecting team chemistry, especially if the Chargers are letting hometown guys or letting go of hometown guys to bring in other guys? Let's say or th th they let it, they let Nwosu walk to bring in Khalil Mack, who's obviously the better player, but Nwosu was sit there since 2018 and experienced more with the team. Also, do we trust that a former Patriots player will be really successful outside of the Belichick cocoon? I can only think about of Keep Talib and Chandler Jones as players who upped their game after they left Bill. Interesting take. Um, there's a lot of... Um, I think it's fair to, to question that. Um, is JC Jackson a Belichick product? As a corner, I don't think so, especially with the productivity he's had and excuse me, one of the things that Bill Belichick has been so good at is letting players go a year before they hit their prime. When you look at Aqib Tlaib, they let him go way before that one year. Chandler Jones, they let go way before that one year. At 26 years old, I'm thinking they're, they're, they're letting J.C. Jackson go way before that as mm -hmm. well. So I, I do think he's going to be good, unfortunately. And the it's Chargers are paying him a ton. It's definitely going to be good. Whether he lives up to the contract, though, probably depends on are they as good at scheming it up on that side as Bill. Right, and if that pressure of Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack can get there. Absolutely. Um, as for affecting team chemistry, I don't think that really matters. Um, what affects team chemistry is the Chargers curse, um, which will bite hard and often soon. Yeah, and we, we look at the Broncos when they built the super team in free agency that actually worked. Uh, team chemistry, bringing outside guys in did not matter. You know what? But the what? Broncos had the quarterback. Now, the, 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 the uh, Justin Herbert is the talent to do it. Is he the leader if things go wrong to get in people's face? I think that's yet to be seen. Yep. I think there's positive reports about Justin Herbert's leadership, but certainly he's no Peyton Manning in terms of leadership. No, and very few are. Um, 
yeah, I mean, the one thing that that solves all team chemistry is winning. Yeah. And they're going to win. Um, not at the rate that people expect them to, but they will win. So they'll <laughs> I be love okay. it. I love it. Next one from Omaha says, I'd rather pay Zadarius Smith big money than either Vaughn or Chandler Jones. Would also love to see them bring in Lyle Collins after he gets cut. Give me all the guys with apostrophes. Can we put an apostrophe in uh, Re- Andy Gregory? Nope. Um, <laughs> Lyle Collins. Possibility? Is it in the cards? Um, I mean, he has to get cut. And, yeah. it, and if that's a route, maybe after losing out on Randy Gregory, they decide not to make that move. Mm, fair. Casper says, fellas, with the Denver defense going to play a lot more nickel and dime, should we be concerned that Draymond Jones might be undersized for this style of play? Maybe. But that's why you bring in a DJ Jones. Yeah, it, because you don't need – I think he can be your number two on the defensive line when you go into dime. Yeah, fair. Um, another one here from Bronco and SF who says, shout-out to Ryan and the boys for speaking up yesterday. Thank you for pointing out that the vast majority of sexual assault crimes are never reported, let alone end in any form of justice. I'll also chime in and dispel the myth that fake accusations are rampant. Research shows that two, roughly 2% of accusations are fake. Well said, Ryan. The language we use matters. Believe women. Go Broncos. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I was saying yesterday, and we're not going to dive deeply into this, but that doesn't mean that that's not a problem that, you know, in, in 2% is more than it should be, mm-hmm. but we should focus on the bigger problems is all I was saying yesterday. Absolutely. And a hundred percent, a hundred percent. We should absolutely listen to women and believe women as, as he said. And Ryan, last one coming in from J Pat. SoCal Bronco says, I love the DNVRs providing instant reactions. Thank you. Absolutely. We love, we, we, we're always jonesing to get on and talk about guys <laughs> like dj jones um let's see if the broncos make any other moves here worthy of a uh instant reaction man i hope we get, I hope I, we get one more i hope so uh another starter in the works we could be talking about a stud slot corner we could be talking about a big time safety Tyron Matthew has been thrown out there by fans. I should say, I think it's going to be the Caden Stearns route. Uh, right tackle is still a big hole there. Ryan, there's there's an opportunity yep. for the Broncos to make another splash. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe not today. Um, but a name that people recognize that maybe has gone down in value in a day or two. Uh, Bryce Callahan was that guy a couple of years ago. They signed him Friday night or Saturday morning of that first week of free agency. Kyle Fuller, too, last year. Yeah, and that was a couple. That was two weeks after, I think, yep. something like that. When you see teams release players, uh, that's – and you know what? The Packers may have to release a player or two. And then you have the connection, just like Vic Fangio had the connection, Kyle Fuller. You could have that Nathaniel Hackett connection – out in Green Bay to get a deal on him. And the, the longer that happens for a guy to get cut, the more their value drives down. Because, because people have less money. Exactly. People have less money. And if any of those moves happen, Ryan, we're going to be right here breaking it down instantly. So make sure to tune into our YouTube channel for that. And we got one last super chat here at the buzzer. Uh, right tackle in free agency or draft at this point. Love y'all. Love Both. you too. Both. I think it's going to happen both in terms of Bobby Massey, Bobby Massey after. So you're not really going to consider it free agency. But after the draft, I think the Broncos pick up a veteran tackle uh, and then also draft one at some point. The Broncos haven't drafted an offensive tackle since Garrett Bowles in 2017. I'm not talking about drafting an offensive tackle in the first round. They've picked in any 36 players in those drafts since. Not one has been an offensive tackle, and they've struggled at offensive tackle. I don't, I don't know how that happens. Eight picks still left over for the Broncos? Yep. And three in the top 100. So yep. while they did give up a lot, kind of, 
to get Russell Wilson. Uh, they still have a lot of ammunition. Five in the top 115. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. So plenty of area um, to get impact players. Right in that top 100 It's kind of where you draw the line of delineation of, okay, in the top 100, you expect that player to contribute right away. Outside of the top 100, you don't. So even if you don't want to extend it to the top 115 and you just say that top 100, the Broncos should get three contributors in this draft. And we know that George Payton has an ability to find guys deeper than that too. So it's not as if the Broncos sold away all of their draft picks to get Russell Wilson. They still have plenty of ammunition to go and hit on more players there. Yep. Essentially what they did was they, they passed up on a Pat Sertan for this year. Uh, and a Javante Williams, potentially, in order to go get Russell Wilson. Solid deal. With keeping Pat Sertan and Javante Williams. Solid deal. All right, guys, uh, that is going to wrap it up here. Like we said, hopefully we get another instant reaction pod today, tomorrow, who knows. Um, But, of course, we'll be back with you same time, same place, tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Take you back.